Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Narsen. Today, our 2020 season preview for SD Works 2021. You may have known them as Bulls Dolmens last year. They've changed name. I think Bulls Dolmens are still sponsoring the team in some capacity. They're a Dutch team. Benji, what is Bulls Dolmens? What is an SD Works? Is are these it's a Dutch company, both of them, I assume. Honestly, I don't know what Bulls Dolmans is either. <laughs> I've got no history with that brand. It's a, a Dutch brand. I know what is Dayworks is. I um, use it at my, uh, my workplace. They um, basically have a website where employees need to fill in when they want to have holidays and also you get your pay slips through there. So it, it's kind of a, a web-based platform for a HR business, I would say. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I think the team can use that. but. I also often doubt why certain companies go into sponsorships, but we've spoken about that quite a few times already, I think. Yeah, just uh, doesn't really make sense to me too much. You know how this works by now. 2020 season review, transfers, some retirements on the books as well for SD Works, as well as picking their cobble team, probably their puncher team for Liège Flesh, and the Giro Rosa team. And I guess the Lacoste team, I mean, it'll pick itself. I think it'll be pretty self-evident with this team. So we don't. Need, there's no three grand tours, unfortunately, for the women. Uh, but the Giro Rosa is their main, uh, I guess, their main stage race. And I'm not sure there'll be too many American stage races that they'll be able to go to either or even the uh, the British tour, the, the Ovo Energy one for in Britain. That's usually pretty good for the women. Uh, I think that might have already been suspended for the tour of yorkshire but anyway on to their 2020 season 11 wins they were in my view the best team in the world uh they just so consistent across different riders um i think pretty obvious is anna van der bregen who was the best female rider in the world we gave her that honor i think and also we gave chantal van den Broek black the best cobbler i think benji uh, I think that's well. I did at least. Or she was definitely in our top. Both of our top three, eleven wins, four at world tour level. You got to remember that the women had a lot of races cancelled last year as well. They took Flesh, Tour of Flanders, Kent Vavelheim, and Lussemin, as well as the Giro Rosa GC. Um, pretty dominant, Benji. It, what like, what was the standout from? Bulls last year that really um, how would you describe the team in a sentence Ooh, in one sentence that's a difficult one but all in all the team is really strong overall has a lot of riders that they can perform with on certain types of terrains but the difference with other teams is that they have someone that completely is better than the rest and that is Anna van der Bregen and like you say she can take the victories like mad and that's more than one sentence, but I'll keep going. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I think the difference between Bulls Dolmans or SD Works right now and Trek Segafredo Women is that those teams are both the top two teams, in my opinion, of women's cycling at the moment. And the only rider that they don't have that is like, oh, above everybody's league as well is Annemiek van Vleuten. But all in all, those two teams, the difference between them is defined by their best rider for me. And Anna van der Bregen makes that difference for me. She was the best rider in 2020. She's likely going to be one of the best in 2021. 
And I think if you look at the victories, the majority of the victories are brought in by her and Chantal on the Big Black, who, like you say, is indeed the best cobbler out there at the moment. She won both La Samet and also Rondon Vlaanderen. La Samet being a race that on the women's calendar is more cobbly than on the men's calendar. So people that come from more of men's cycling and dive into women's cycling might think La Samet is super easy, oh, cobble sprint, easy. But uh, that's not the case here. It, it's a much harder parkour, in my honest opinion. So uh, still a very, very worthy performance in my in my thoughts. But the one victory that I always think is, despite the race not being too entertaining for the first few kilometers, <laughs> Flesh Wallon, the way Anna van der Breggen can just climb up that hill and and take it with the team just controlling the race the entire time, yeah, that, that's pretty mad for me. But obviously it's not the most the most entertaining race to watch all throughout, I guess. They also had a top three sprinter. They still have her on the team, Julianne Dore, in the world. She won a him, But she didn't have a great season. Just the one victory, although it was a nice win. I think she, I think Lotta Kopecky and Lorena Vibes showed that they were slightly better than Julianne Dore uh, last year. So, yeah, best team in the world. We're going to decide whether they can continue that in 2021. And... Going to their transfers, I think it's very likely that they will be able to. So, outgoing riders, Katie Hall, the American, and Skylar Schneider. I think Skylar Schneider's joined like the Legion, the Legion team. Um, the I'm not sure whether it's like a the Conti one or the other one, and she's racing domestically. I think Katie Hall's doing something else. Emily Diederichsen, former world champion, has gone to Trexlergefredo, the Dane, who she's still quite young, but she's just not. She's not perform- she didn't perform that well last year, to be honest. Uh, and Yip van den Bos has gone to Team Jumbo Visma and Eva Berman to Team Tibco, Silicon Valley Bank. So not too many wins going out the door, but some big, big riders coming in. So the newly crowned Zwift world champion, Ashley Millman, South African, Ashley Millman Pazio Ralph coming over from CCC, Elena Cicchini from Canyon Tram, good all-round Rider the Italian Roxanne Fournier seems to be quite versatile. I think she'll be a domestique. But the big ones, in my view, are Demi Follering from Park Hotel Valkenburg and Neve Fisher Black from a Keep Pool Car. And the other two are, sorry, Nicola Noskova and Anna Shackley, who I think is a young British rider. I haven't really seen too much of her. But Follering Benji, what sort of rider is she? And uh, what do you think the plan is for her at SD Works? I think she's a healthy combination between climbing, but mostly the punching side. I think the moment that I realized, ooh, she's really on top of her game here was Flesh Wallon last year, where she um, was basically the only rider that could keep up next to Anna van der Breggen on the uh, Mur de Huy. In the end, she ended up third, if I recall correctly. But all in all, throughout the season, also some uh, some proper results in, I think, was it La Course? Yes, it was La Course being yeah. third there. That Very ended up consistent. in a bit of a sprint. But um, yeah, all in all, very consistent. Came from Park Hotel, not the strongest team in block. So she didn't have the best support all out. I think uh, Hannah Nilsson was like the rider that in, in La Course was helping her out to the best of her abilities. And she's also pretty good at cobbles, I'd say, because Turaflan is seventh, Kent Wevelgem seventh. So a bit of an all-rounder like you see on many occasions. Chiro de la Milia, 16th. It's like whatever she races, she can get a top 25 as she proves last year. The only race she didn't top 25 was the World Championships. And uh, well, 
that was a, a massive raise as well. But she probably didn't have her best day there because I'd expect her to do better. Although she's not leader if she's at the the Dutch national yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you got to forgive the other other Dutch riders on the on the women's team uh, in the sort of world and European championships if they're not that blatant of Van der Breggen. Uh, they're probably justifiably having to work for one of those two. I think they yeah. want her to replace Van der Breggen. So now that's a tall order and she's probably not going to be at Van der Breggen's level this year, next year either. But Van der Breggen said she's retiring at the end of this year. Uh, hopefully if the Olympics go ahead, if the Olympics don't go ahead, she might postpone it. She really wants to go for gold in Tokyo, and then she's going to become a director sportif, I think, at SD Works next year. Yep. Uh, so I think the plan is for Demi Follering to fill that gap and to be that rider. She's 24 years old, as you said, Benji, not been on the strongest team, shown a lot of just a lot of consistency, and if she just is on a better team, she's surrounded in these races by Chantal van den Broek-Black, Amy Peters, in Tour of Flanders, etc., and maybe kept a little bit safer in flesh by, uh, well, I think if she did, if, if Anna Bregen, Van der Breggen hadn't been there at flesh, I think she would have won. It was only because Van der Breggen clawed her back on Murderhui. So I think I think that's the plan. They're going to get her, yeah, just competing as their leader in a lot of races, except maybe the all-out cobbled ones. But SD Verks remind me a lot of Sunweb, actually, in races like Tour of Flanders. In races like Tour of Flanders, they they definitely just don't have like a set set leader. Uh, they will just attack with like roll attacks if, because they'll, they'll always get three. It's like quick step as well. They get three riders in a group of seven: Amy Peters, Van der Breggen, Chantal, Chantal Van der Broek-Black, and then they'll just roll attacks, and then one will stick and they'll win. And that's what happened with Flanders. Uh, so I think Vollering will fit in there, and then she'll be out and out leader at races that are hillier, like La Course. Flesh Liège and maybe Strada. Uh, do you think that's? Do you see that talent level as possible for her, Benji, or you think she's not? That's not what FC Works are going to do with her. I think she's the strongest transfer that came in at this very moment. Of course, Neve Fisher Black. Is that her? How you pronounce it, Neve? Neve, yeah. Okay, that's that's so not how I read that, but okay. Um, I think she's the younger type that they got in, and that. Neve could grow potentially a lot as well because obviously she's 20. She came 12th at La Flèche and so forth. So she's also one of those riders that fits in that same bracket of climbing punchy. Less when it comes to the cobbles at this very moment. Uh, perhaps in the future that changes, but 64 that can do Abelham and so forth. It's not like it's the biggest result there. So I think her focus will lie more on the climbing and the punching. And she's got four more years to try and grow into what Vollering is currently at. And I think the combination of all these different talents that they've got on this type of terrain means that they can really win almost every edition of this race at this very moment. Anna van der Breggen won it seven times, La Flèche Wallon. So uh, she'll likely try and win it an eighth time this year. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy that they're going to have Vollering and van der Breggen in the same team in races like Strada, La Course, Flesh, Liège. Yeah. So that's just, and then Chicane and Mulman in there. Mulman was a very strong uh, domestique last year. I mean, she came sixth herself in Flesh, but yeah. she worked. She was consistent in Giro Rosa, but I think she was working mainly for Voss at CCC. And uh, sometimes she actually beat Voss 
in the punchy finishes. Voss didn't have a best Giro Rosa. Uh, but yeah, I think Milan Pascio will be mainly a helper and they want Vollering to be the, the star and see how Neve Fisher-Black goes. The other transfers, Chicane, I think helper as well. Fournier, most of the same. And Noskova, again, is one of, and Shackley are more talent signings, 19 and 23-year-old years old. I don't think there'll be too much pressure on them. Um, but they haven't really stocked up the cobbles too much, I think, except for Roxanne Fournier. Uh, she's on a one-year deal. She, I think she looks like she's a cobbled-style rider, but I think she'll just be helping. Uh, and they didn't really need to. And you've got Amy Peters, you've got Julian Dor, you've got Van der Breggen, and you've got Chantal van der Black. You don't really need to do too much to your cobbled team yeah. for the, Bel- or the Belgian races. I mean, it's not too hard. Julian Dor's going for the sprint. And if it's a little bit harder, then that's even better for the other three that uh, of that four. So the transfers, and yeah, Julian Dor and Van der Breggen retiring at the end of this year. And um, I just, it's really sad. I, I do think it's really sad. I mean, I'm not sure whether it's a money thing or a lifestyle balance thing for Van der Breggen, but she's only 30 years old and she was the best rider in the world last year. This just wouldn't happen just straight up wouldn't happen in the men's in men's cycling. Could you imagine, uh, Benji, if thirty year old Froome, like how if he just won like three Tour de France in a row and etc. was like not nah, just hanging it up uh, to be a DS. It just or Sagan in like twenty twenty fifteen, uh, or maybe Sagan might retire early. Actually, he's only thirty or thirty one. Uh, but yeah, just it's a shame. She has been riding it at World Tour level for like. 10, 11 years. So she's had a pretty long career. She's been in the top 10 for like in world rankings for almost nine of those 10 years. Um, but yeah, I think good for her that she's got a job lined up afterwards. But I'd love to see her keep racing um, because there's a lot of young talent coming through and it would have been great to see them go ahead. But anyway, we've still got the one I year think left. It's a, yeah. I think it's also just a difficult situation because like we, we, I came from men's cycling as like the sport I watched first and then I dove into women's cycling. And the first thing you don't realize is that in men's cycling, if Richie Port has a kid and he um, he wants to raise a Tour de France, he can raise a Tour de France and fly back the day before his kid is born. You can't do that or if skip you're it. a female cyclist. What sorry? Or skip yeah, it. Yeah, or skip it, yeah. Certain riders do skip their their kids being born. And like, female cycling, that's obviously impossible biologically. So... Uh, I think all in all, we that's an aspect that is often overseen when it comes to um, potential early retirements or stuff like that. I think Lizzie Dignan was one of the, the riders that had a yeah, kid she, during her yeah. career, yeah, was okay. off the bike for like a year or something, or yeah. I don't know how long. That's correct. And then she had to come back afterwards. So yeah, it's it, I think it's a situation that we can't really look at from our position. I, uh, yeah, I'm. that's kind of something i wanted to add yeah and i guess that's what i sort of meant by the the life the life balance thing as well you know with being a ds maybe you're being paid a reasonable amount and it's not that much different probably probably will be a pay cut but it allows you to be at home and just so much better work like lifestyle balance as well um whereas if you're a male rider top of your top of the game you're getting paid four or five mil euro um, that's enough to support both people in your household very easily. And um, 
DS don't get paid four or five million euro. I don't think Lefebvre, maybe Lefebvre <laughs> pays himself that, Benji. And that's why the other people are on 70K. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But I just wanted to make note of that as well. Just to note that, that it is it is unusual and maybe as, as more money comes into women's cycling, which is going to happen and is happening, we will see riders like Van der Breggen having longer careers or even longer careers. But anyway, that's their 2020 season. That's their transfers. 2021, let's pick their cobbled team first, Benji, and let's maybe let's delineate between Gent Wevelgem and maybe some of the sprintier ones and the all-out cobbles like Tour of Flanders and the first women's parry, Bay this year, which is a big deal as well. So all-out cobbles, who are you picking, Benji? So as leader, I, I'd go for the rider that won last year, Chantal van der Broek-Blag, best cobbler out there at the moment, in my honest opinion. But like we've said it a few times, this team can send a good amount of riders to the reins that also have opportunities to take home the victory if the situation is right. So they can keep on attacking until one sticks, like you mentioned. I think that's going to be the strategy they take on in races like Tour of Flanders. In something like Hendwevelheim, they can try and attack with someone like like Van der Broek-Blag, but in the end, if it comes down to a sprint, you'll endure, can take care of it. She did it this year. And um, I think that's the distinction you can make between those types of races, the ones with the sprint at the end. That could lead towards you'll endure taking it, while the others would be won by someone that is more situated on the real couple sections. And I think Vollering would also need to be there. She was yeah. seventh in yeah. uh, Flanders. Perhaps Amy Peters in the team as well, I think, 100%. because she was second, I think. Amy Peters, yeah, um, so. But she's also a decent lead out, right? Yeah. Amy Peters is good for just all around. Like, if it comes down to a sprint, she'll be there to lead out, closing closing down attacks. I remember her doing that to Trek Segafredo at the end of a race last year, maybe on a couple of occasions. So, yeah. Julian Dora, I'd have her in the Roubaix team as well, Benji. As, yep. as Ludwig said on the podcast with us, we don't know what Roubaix is going to look like. What if it's just a group at the end? Um <laughs> Like, we so like, anticlimactic. I know, but what, what, oh, a reduced group. What if Julianne Dahl is good at Roubaix? Uh, she could be. So, yeah, I would take Vanderbilt Black, Vanderbilt and Follering, Peters, Mulman, Fournier, Julianne Dahl, and if there's another space, uh, probably Chikini to all of the cold races and then vary your leader uh, or have daughter sprinting depending on the race situation. Uh, for Flesh and the for the Ardennes now, very similar. But the leaders, I think, are clearly Vollering and Van der Breggen. You, I would also then bring in that team, Shackley, Noskova, Mulman again, and Neve Fisher-Black, and probably Cicchini. I'd leave off Julian Dor. And yeah, Neve Fisher-Black, see how she goes. Maybe put her in a break. She did quite well, I think, in a break in the Giro Rosa stage last year. Came second, uh, which was quite a good result for the 20-year-old. And also... Noskova, maybe, if there's space. Uh, you have any changes to the Arden team? Benji, how do you think they're going to use Van der Breggen and uh, Vollering? It depends on which one you're talking about regarding the races. You've got, obviously, the likes of uh, a Fledge Wallon on which you can basically set up Van der Breggen and try and launch her at the end. Vollering can... Uh, it's difficult there because you can have, like, two leaders there, Vollering and, and obviously, Van der Breggen. But I think, on paper, Van der Breggen is clear leader there. So you would put Volring just ahead of the likes of Van der Breggen and try and launch Van der Breggen with Volring, unless the day is, is bad for one of those and 
on the day the uh, the foam is not like that. But um, with LBL, you can play it a bit more differently. You can try and use someone to set up a bit of a an attack because you've got LBL that has um, climbs but finish in Liege. So in the end, a smaller group could ride away. And we saw that with, I think, Grace Brown. Didn't didn't she win liege Bristol liege or? No, she won. She came second in Liège behind Diagnan, I thought. I thought Grace oh, Brown yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. You won Brabant Pale. Those early attacks like Lizzie Diagnan did, stuff like that you can do with this team because you always have other options behind them. There's just so many extra riders you've got. And the team you set, exactly how I would do it, Molman, Noskova, Van der Bregen, Fullering. But regarding perhaps a race we didn't specifically talk about, Strada Bianche, I'd put the Canadian in there as well, Caroline Canwell, because, well, she was ninth there uh, last season and she's pretty good at that terrain. I'm not sure whether that's because she's decent at the, um, the sandy aspect of it or the hill aspect of it. I think it's a combination of both. And if there's a space left, then I think she could fit in the uh, Ardennes team as well. And maybe Roubaix. She seems to be a decent time trialist. Uh, maybe Roubaix. She could be pretty good as well, experienced. That's, uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea either. Um, yep. Might put her in good instead point. Uh, So on to the Giro Rosa. Uh, Lacour's team, I think it's going to be similar to their Liège team as well. Van der Bregen and Vollering as leaders. Uh, no differences there in my view. Giro Rosa... Depends on the parkour. Uh, well, the Giro Rose has not been, it's not a world tour race anymore, Benji. So I don't know how that yeah. this year, I don't know how that's going to Same. affect whether they care about it as much. Like, what do you think? <laughs> no, seriously. I don't know. It's like, we've got, we've got Tour de France coming next year for the women, and it'll be a proper, like, I think, six to eight stage race. So do they care about the Giro Rosa? I think this year is the one year where it will still be seen as the Grand Tour for female cycling. Because outside of this race, you've got quite a few stage races, but nothing like the Giro Rosa. And if that changes next year with that female Tour de France, if that happens, I hope it does. They pretty much confirmed it, but you never know. Something might happen in between now and then. I think with the Giro Rosa... No, they confirmed it. Uh, personally. Okay, okay. Um, Giro Rosa in 2021 is going to still be that that race that it was before. The fact that it's not a world tour race anymore. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, it, it wasn't presenting anything like world tour anyway. Like, it it wasn't broadcasting it the way a world tour race would be doing. So, is it changing anything from the outside? Probably not. Is it changing anything for the organization? Probably financially. So, yeah, I think I think the riders won't won't bother too much about the the switch in uh, the vision for this race in 2021 personally. Well, and when Van it comes to the team for that, well, Van der yeah, is not, not going because really it, it finishes on the 11th of July, and the Olympic starts on the 23rd of July, so that's yep. less than 14 days. And I don't think Van der gives two shits about the Giro Rosa compared to <laughs> the, like the Olympic gold is what she wants this year. That's why she hasn't yeah. retired yet. She, I think she was supposed to retire last year, and she's clearly not going to jeopardize that. Um, with Digio Rosa, which probably won't even be televised. So should we, I think she'll skip it and they'll give opportunities to Neve Fisher-Black. Uh, probably, I don't know who's going to go with the, in the Dutch team too. Maybe then 
Vollering and Vandenbroek Black will be in the Dutch team as well. So that they'll send like a really young squad. And then Mulm and Pasio yeah. will probably want to go to the Olympics for South Africa. So maybe they'll have a really young team like Yolindor for Belgium for Trek, right? And Cicchini for Italy. So maybe Neve Fisher Black will be their leader in the Giro Rosa. And Noskova we'll like, and, and Shackley. We'll have four four women teams at the start of Giro Rosa at this point. <laughs> well, no, now that I'm thinking about it, like all these women on the top level world tour teams are yeah. all the lead, they're all the leaders of their respective countries. Like Lizzie Banks is going to be there for Britain as long as long with Diagnan. Surely they would all want to be at the Olympics instead of an untelevised Euro Rosa. So, yeah, maybe it really will be, unless there's like confirmed, if you're vaccinated, you can rock up three days before, not a problem then the Giro's would be a nice preparation for it. But um, that's something definitely to think about and to mark down as something that could change throughout the season and will definitely affect the Giro Rosa team. So we, we've kind of not picked a Giro Rosa team. I think it's going to be the youngsters. <laughs> you, do you think it's going to be the youngsters? I or think no? the race is going to be moved. <laughs> I don't believe they're going to keep it in, in that date. Yeah, I mean... How could because I'm like, oh, they'll send Neve Fisher Black, but then it's like, oh, well, wouldn't Neve Fisher Black be leading New Zealand along with Michaela Harvey at the road race? So, or Gold yeah. von Vlerten saying something along the lines of the, the race should be moved, but I don't know to what date or I don't know in what form. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll have to put this on a hold, but okay, yeah. if if Girarossa was done with these riders available, who would you send? With all of them available, I would send Van der yeah. Breggen, Vollering, Neve Fisher-Black, Giacchini, Noskova, Shackley, and Mulman. And Peters, maybe. Okay. And depending if there's a couple of sprint stages in the parkour or daughter. Yeah. It obviously depends on the parkour a bit as well, like you say. Uh, if it's if all there's uphill, more sprints, you'll endure, like, but yeah. Yeah. If it's all uphill and there's one... And Weaver's going, I probably wouldn't be that enthused about taking Dora. Yeah, and it's also like, what if it gets moved to like, let's say April? It's on the same days as the cobble race, so then you've got that problem. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be too easy to move the race either. So uh, all in all, yeah, it's a, a difficult discussion. I think we're going to see more of that in the, in the coming weeks because I I can't expect the, uh, the UCI to just skip over the fact that, well... Nobody's gonna be at the Giro so then well, well it's not UCI a world probably race doesn't anymore. Care, but yeah. Yeah. UCI doesn't care anymore, but the organizers will. <laughs> I mean the Giro Rosa, it's it's been like it's been a bit shit. They should have had the the live streaming yeah. last year. But that being said, it's not a big organization that runs that race. I'm pretty sure it's a not for profit. I may be wrong, but I it's not like a big like a big nasty corporation that was trying to squeeze profits. Like I think it was just a bad situation and they didn't know how to make the Handle race it. economically viable um, as like the biggest women's stage race. So ASO next year with Women's Tour de France, hope that'll be better, I think. And we've got the Paris-Roubaix as a taster for that this year. Uh, but yes. on to our predictions, Benji. 11 wins last year in a full season in 2019. They picked up. 18 wins. By the way, they weren't even a World Tour team last year. They were a Conti team, <laughs> which is outrageous because they just, I don't think they wanted to pay the, the license. They, they didn't want to pay the UCI license. So they're just a Conti team, but we're the best team in the world. Um, and they knew they'd just get an invite to every race. So 
<laughs> but anyway, the World Tour team now, which is actually good, that means there's guaranteed salary minimums for their riders, which still is pretty low, but it's moving up, I think, in years to come. But yeah, 18 wins 2019, 11 in 2020 in the shortened season, and like 26 in 2018. I'm setting the over under Benji again at at 12 because I, I'm being a bit cynical about the number of women's races that will be cancelled. So I'm saying 12 wins is the over under. I think under. And right. the reason I think under is um, currently our view on the Giro Rosa because if the Giro Rosa gets written, then I think they can up that amount. I think the majority of their wins will come from Cobble and uh, and Hill races. So a Fledge Wallon, perhaps a, a Paris-Roubaix, because that's one of the predictions I'll make, is that I think this team is bringing the winner of Paris-Roubaix in 2021. Yep. Um, I think the majority will come from those types of races, not necessarily the big old climbing stages. Uh, because, well, Annemiek van Vleuten, her, uh, her arm is probably fixed by now. So it will be tough to beat her on the real climbs. But, yeah, I think it's going to be under. I, I don't believe they've... I've, I've, I think they've got the best team still. But I don't think they have an unbeatable team. And definitely not. With the focus of Under Bregan lying mainly on that Olympics, I think the rest of the race will be on a second degree this year for her, which means that, yeah, the drive to win all the races she rides might not be as much as last year. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do really well at the cobbles coming up, but then there's other riders that are, have been improving in that aspect as well Trekker absolutely firing Van Vleuten's moved over yep. Voss new Jumbo Visma women which we'll all do our previews for I'm going to agree with you under Benji uh, I'm going to agree but I think the wins they do get will be top caliber because I think the main races that will be held will be top caliber races and they'll be the ones that Westy Works go to so I think it's going to be like 10 wins but like 7 of them will be world tour level or something um I guess it depends because I'm looking now. Does it do the Luxembourg National Championships road race and ITT count for Majerus? I guess they do because it's going to be too, too guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going with ten wins overall. Any hot takes, Benji, for uh, SD Works? If the Giro Rosa gets written, they won't win it. But it's not really a hot take with von Vleuten running around, riding around. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to put up a real hot take. I think Neef Fisher Black will uh, will break through properly already. Properly already. My hot take is that yeah, Neef Fisher Black will podium a World Tour race like Liège or Flesh or the Giro Rosa GC. I think she's quite good. Twenty years old, improving. I think. I think Van der Breggen won't have as good a year as last year. I think last year was just insane, and as you said, she'll focus. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Van der Breggen's winning flesh. And yeah, I think she's, I think she's not going to win more than one race this year. Oof. Yeah, I don't. And think which Van, one will it be? Olympics or? Yeah, does, I don't think she's winning one race. Uh, uh, sorry, I think she's winning one race on the women's calendar, not including the Olympics. Okay, which one? I don't know, but that's not many. One race, 
<laughs> that is so, a hot take. So uh, that's, that's my hot take. That. Nothing against her, obviously. I think she's fantastic. I just think just that's just might, might be uh, what happens with her this year. But that's been our SD Works preview. I hope you enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed doing this one. It really yep. actually ref- it's really refreshing for us to think about a different calendar and different riders. I really enjoyed it actually because um, eighteen or whatever men's teams, a bit of a grind, and doing the different the different races the women do is is nice actually. Do you feel the same way, Benji? Yes, I do, and it's. Uh... Something we wanted to focus on a bit more this year as well, because last year we focused on the races, but a lot of the people that watch us are watching it mainly for the men's calendar and the men's races, but also are interested in the women's races. So this might give them a bit of a, a preview of which riders ride for which team, who can do well at which races, and I think that will help with following the uh, race recaps and previews we do for, for the big races in their calendar. Definitely. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you with a preview tomorrow of another team. Ciao.